0: There is emotional, psychological, intellectual space that I was always missing before mushrooms, that I react, that um, I, I I fill that space with with words, even if I don't know what I want to say or what mushroom actually gave me was that it was okay to just always like take a deep breath,
1: This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul-expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation today with Terry Smith. I actually just finished recording with her and it was just such a beautiful conversation. I literally was like smiling the entire time, just listening to the wealth of knowledge Terry has on everything from medicinal mushrooms to psilocybin to social impact through enterprise and the ways in which we as individuals can not only support businesses that have financial, social, and environmental impacts on the world, but also how we can do that in our own businesses. We talked about so, so much, and this is the first time that I've ever had anybody on the podcast talk about mushrooms, and I was just really, really excited for this conversation because mushrooms have been such a big part of my... I was going to say physical health, physical health, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. Um, you know, when I was a teenager was the first time I had a psychedelic experience, but it was with LSD. So, um, a little bit different, actually a lot different now that I have dabbled in both. Um, and from macro dosing to micro dosing, the Power of psilocybin, I mean, for those of you that have done it before, have done a mushroom trip before, you know that it's kind of hard to use words to describe what happens. I think Terry does a great job on this podcast. Um, but for me personally, microdosing over this past year has been such a incredible support on my nervous system, again, on my emotional, spiritual, and mental health. I microdose almost every day day almost every day and I'm just really excited to have had this conversation with Terry to kind of share you know a little bit of the background as to as to why why is it so impactful why is it that what we're doing is really creating healing and clarity and direction in like this very gentle therapeutic experience. And so whew, it's gonna be a great conversation for you all to listen to. And if you don't know Terry, Terry Smith is the chief mycologist at Wake. Wake offers medicinal mushroom supplements and legal psilocybin-assisted clinical immersion experiences in Jamaica. Terry believes that every community she enters must be better when we leave, both financially, socially, and environmentally. The women in Terry's network are now trained as artisan growers operating their own micro farms with sustainability and topsoil restoration practices in place. And alongside education in mushroom cultivation, Terry's training also educates on the medicinal properties of mushrooms, enhancing the marketing and revenue generating potential of the women involved in her network, which she's going to share today. Oh, I cannot wait for you guys to hear this conversation. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode with Terry Smith of Wake. Welcome back to The Alchemized Life. I have taken just a short break from podcasting and I could not think of a better conversation to come back from this little break or hiatus than to welcome Terry Smith, who is the chief mycologist at Wake, on to talk about mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, psilocybin, and really the emergence of mushrooms in not only the wellness space, but just kind of the modern world overall. I mean, mushrooms have been something that I have been interested in, have worked with, have integrated into my daily life for years now at this point. And I have yet to have anyone on the podcast to dive into probably honestly one of my favorite topics. So Terry, welcome to The Alchemized Life. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you for the invitation. You know, it's it's really amazing that Mushroom allows me like on a mycelium network to reach out all the way from Jamaica to across the world. So yeah. I am so happy to be here.
1: Yes, it's so funny. I was talking to a friend um, the other day via WhatsApp and I messaged him and I said oh I just got this this and this and he works with mushrooms as well and he was like no way I was just thinking about you and I was like it's the mycelium network we're connected.
0: (laughs) That we are we are connected. (laughs) So I would love to just
1: start by hearing from you your experience of coming into the wellness space, uh, being a part of WAKE, and also just fi- finding mushrooms overall. I know this is probably gonna be a broad place to start, but then we can kind of trickle down from there.
0: Mm. I came to mushroom from a, a little different angle. I was attracted to the potential of mushroom to transform the lives of in as it relates to food and income security, of poor rural women, poor landless women and youth. So of all the crops and of all the things that you could have them produce, I saw uh, groups working with uh, with media, art. I saw them doing different types of farming, but somewhere along the line, I saw a video of a young African woman named Chida Cavera. And she had a story to tell about how learning to cultivate mushroom transformed her life at the age of 11. At the age of 11, she was, you know, her mom and dad had died. She was now responsible for helping out with her grandmother and her her siblings. And she was... She was introduced at that stage to a visiting group of, of people from America, I think, who taught them how to grow mushrooms. And she learned at the age of 11 how to grow oyster mushrooms and how to propagate it and all of that. And it literally changed her life. She was able to uh, afford to pay for her own school in to send her her younger siblings to school and to financially take care of her grandmother. And she didn't have to marry a 37-year-old man in the community that her relatives were like saying, hey, we can't take care of you anymore. You got to go marry this older man. But she learned mushroom, how to grow mushroom. And for me, that was just magical. So, combining mushrooms and enterprise, you could literally change the world. And, you know, on a, on a, when I say that, people think, oh, that's really a grand idea. But for me, it, changing the world could be changing the world for 10 women or five women or 50 women. And here was an 11 year old who could change her outcome. She's now an international speaker. She's done a Ted talk. She's done all of this kind of stuff. And I go, the mushroom can do that. I could learn to grow mushrooms too. And (laughs) and so working with women, I returned from, I lived in, in Canada and had lived in Canada between the age of 16, 17 and 52. And my grandfather who had raised me was 104. And he, he, he still had all his wits about him. And he said, I needed to come home and take care of him. He would only live for a year, which he did. He lived for a year and a day. And um, I, I came back to Jamaica and then I promised him I would hang around Jamaica for maybe 10 years to see if I could make an impact. And I started working with women's, and we started planting fruit trees. And the women one day very tactfully tell me that it's all great that I have them planting fruit trees, but they needed a crop that they could get some money from and they could Mm -hmm. eat. And so mushroom for me was just the the most amazing. Uh, I started teaching them how to grow oyster mushrooms And you can go from start to finish in four to six weeks with oyster mushroom. You didn't need to have physical strength to lift, you know, because farming in a third world country is a lot to dig in and carry. And we would make grow bags that were uh, small enough that all my women, even if they were slightly handicapped or if they were older, they could carry it. So didn't need a lot of capital. And didn't need anything else. They just needed to have an interest because growing mushroom is often like taking care of children. You know, everybody likes them, but not everybody are great parents. And but <laughs> women, women can are are exceptional artisan growers for mushrooms. I know a lot of the large grows are reliant on just technology, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but. For the kind of growing I was doing, working with women and poor youth was great. We found ways to communicate that didn't include being literate. Mm, wow. So for me, Mushroom was both the vehicle to, of change and uh, the, an opportunity. And, and that was how I got started.
1: Wow, what an incredible story. And, you know, I love what you had shared about even like changing the world is like 10 people or 50 women. You know, it's like, we forget the ripple effect that comes Mm -hmm. from impacting one life or 10 lives or 50 lives. And to be able to create a space to empower um, women specifically In marginalized communities or that are handicapped is so necessary and so needed in this world. Um, My little sister, she is 18 and has autism and the, the lack of opportunity for her. Is, it's so sad in, in the United States. And just to hear that there are um, companies such as yours and, and containers such as yours that are creating opportunity is just so beautiful because I really love the, the intention around the, um, the the nurturing aspect that women bring into farming and i just think that it's just so beautiful what what you are doing and the and the opportunities that you're creating
0: it it just makes so much sense though it it makes a, it makes a lot of sense you have a lot of unemployed people and some of them are pre-literate and some are literate or they, have, they, they ha- already have barriers to joining the formalized economy. So if you are at a company, these people are not asking for charity. It behooves you not to find a way to include them by making it a social enterprise. And mm. that, was, that was our intention. Because when you look at communities that have been given the tools and the opportunity to, to use enterprise to create change, those changes have been more uh, lasting than when you swoop in and you, make, you take lots of picture and you give somebody something. There is no value that most, most poor people don't put value behind things that are just thrown at them. And they're often suspect. And I think that we are in uh, an era where the concept of charity has has run its course. People are now asking, how do I take care of myself? How can you help me to take care of myself? Mm -hmm. So, growing and there's so many different types of mushrooms that answers that question so your oysters and your lion mane and so on are brilliant for increasing food security of the farmer so the woman who's a part of the program that learns to grow her own mushroom even if she sells 95 percent of it back to the collective She does have that opportunity to improve the nutritional value of her family's meal right there. So she can make a source of organic, really, really nutritious protein right there. She can also impact, since we have so many overweight women in Jamaica, she can impact regulating her blood sugar with her oyster mushroom reducing her blood pressure with her oyster mushroom, improving her chole- her good cholesterol with her. Uh, so you're impacting health. It just makes, it, it just all makes so much sense. Yeah. And then, you know, and if you then teach her how to grow a little bit of psilocybin, you can then start teaching her the power of microdosing. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference with macrodose? You don't have to have a university degree to understand any of it. So part of my work is demystifying mushroom, mushroom cultivation, the language about self-empowerment, the language about um, finance. So financial literature is, is, literacy is very important. So a big part of what we do with the mushroom is to build that network of shared knowledge.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's so important and, you know, having only lived in a first world country, I can only speak from my experience and have, and only being a white woman, I can only speak from my experience, but even being in a privileged position, um, I have felt so like illiterate around finances and illiterate around, you know, my own in the past, my own ability to, self you know kind of like self self therapy my you know you know and um so i can only imagine what the what the impact of being able to pass these tools to women in jamaica that have never had the opportunity to place themselves in front of you know big financial um educators or these giant wellness, um, corporations that are, and especially going back to what you were sharing about, like the language and the language of all, like the wellness industry. Um, it's not, it's not inclusive. It's very exclusive.
0: No. And, and which is, which is both the, the challenge and the opportunity yeah. mm-hmm. in all of this is that we know it's not people's intention to lock people out but we get busy within our own bubbles and we don't really think about it. But it's easy to include people in marginalized communities because most of the time they've had to rely on informal approach and plant medicine to take care of themselves. Because oftentimes, especially in rural Jamaica, we don't have... The, some of my women don't have the money. It, it, you know, it may not sound like a lot, but a trip to the doctor starts at $25 American. $25 American is also more than a day's wage. Wow. A day's wage is $17 American. So for my typical women, if they have a stomachache, the first thing is not to run to get um, to go to the doctor, which I would. Being Canadian, especially if I'm, if I'm in Canada, Ohip, we have universal healthcare. Yeah. So as soon as I feel anything, I don't really think, oh well, maybe I should boil that bush or that tea or have some mushrooms or whatever. I you know I pick up the phone and call. My family doctor. Yeah. And because I, I have means I've done the same thing in Jamaica. I have a private doctor, so I will go see them. But most of the women I work with, that's not their approach. They know the, the bushes and they know that the, the teas and they know what to eat and and which squash mixed with which, uh, you know, vegetable will have what kind of impact on them. And so it was like, for instance, I didn 't know till I got to Jamaica that watermelon, if you have one day a week that you just eat a watermelon, you get a big watermelon and you eat the watermelon, that that can actually lower your blood pressure significantly. Wow. just eating watermelon. <laughs> well a lot of my women, that's what they do. I yeah. have even research what it is that's in the watermelon that does it but you have to commit you have to like this is my watermelon day and you're drinking water and eating watermelon yeah. so, <laughs> so teaching them how to use both psilocybin and um other mushrooms for their health medicinal mushrooms, there was no there was no resistance they were yeah. just like Oh, just one new tool that I could add to my toolkit.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know so, what's interesting is that in 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 America now, and in the west, in like the, the the Western world now, it's like we're we're kind of going to that now. Like a lot of people are wanting to find the, um, finding the solution in their food or in their herbs, um, before they pick up the phone and call the doctor. At least for me, I know that the past six or seven years, it's been, how can I solve this on my own and not need to go to the doctor? Granted, I (laughs) didn't have health insurance for a very long time because I couldn't afford it in the United States. And so that was, um, the, 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 where I would reach first versus going to the doctor. And I think that a lot more people are asking those questions as well and are not wanting to just like instantly reach for the aspirin or the Tylenol or the -the over-the-counter drug. Mm -hmm.
0: That's fascinating though, to that America, the number one country in the world, you still have those conversations about second guess. (laughs) I just find it ultra, uh, you know, stunning um, as a Canadian yeah. and as a Jamaican you know <laughs> my my Jama- the Jamaican government for all these challenges does provide free health care if mm-hmm. you're prepared to go and line up at the health center or at the local hospital and then take your prescription and sit there for three four hours you're actually you actually have free health care in wow. Jamaica. You have access to you know like um the conversation that you could have with with someone like me about what is the thinking behind the number one country, brand America not making sure everybody has health care. I don't understand it
1: yeah yeah i'm I'm half Canadian, so I hear from my Canadian side of the family all the time. <laughs> Uh, so I'm curious and I definitely want to dive into mushrooms after this but I'm curious for somebody you know such as myself or a lot of my listeners have like online businesses how can we like do you have any advice for implementing more social impact um and that like triple bottom line or achieving triple bottom line through their work when we don't necessarily have like a like on the ground business
0: oh wow um I think there needs to be some mystification of how easy it is to have impact. Yeah. You know, um, for me, I, I, my intention in everything I do, whether it's give up an hour to, to do a podcast or it's uh, whatever I I'm doing, I, I, I go back to, can, will this impact my ideas around triple bottom line? Mm. So, by even this conversation between the two of us, me talking to you, I will have. We will have an exchange, a knowledge share about what is happening in Jamaica on the ground, around the environment, around the social aspects of what I do, and. In some indirect way, it will contribute to the financial big picture of weight. So having that triple bottom line effect can be as simple as picking who you spend your money with. Mm -hmm. So when you have the option to say, I'm going to buy mushrooms for my, I'm going to consume some mushrooms for for medicine. I want turkey tail and I want comprehensive health and I want to do some reishi or some lion's mane because that's good for you. Then you you can have that triple bottom line by pulling back. And before you just go with the cheapest one or the closest one or whatever, is to say, how does this company behave in the world?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How do they grow their mushrooms? Where do they grow their mushrooms? What is the process? How are they contributing to that network of health and wellness across the the globe? And even at that very marginal level, you can impact that triple bottom line. Because you will feel better knowing that you're spending your money in a way that makes you comfortable when you go to sleep at night. Yeah. You having this podcast and hearing what's happening with the women may trigger something for somebody else to who can have more direct impact with my women. They may decide that, oh, you know, instead of going to another country or hanging out here, when we can travel, I would like to go to Jamaica and I would like to see one of these, these uh, facility. I would mm-hmm. like to see what's happening on the ground. So it comes back to our intention, yeah. how we want to impact the world. So we don't always have to like have bricks and mortar like me mm-hmm. or be walking on the ground like I do but you can impact with making sure that how you spend your hours and how you spend your days, there is an intention behind it of making a change in society.
1: Yeah, that makes me feel really good because I think that, you know, to be totally honest with you, um, sometimes I feel like like, it's not, like, it's not enough. Like, as an example, my um, my Academy of Breath certification program, we donate 10% of profits to um, a nonprofit that works with at-risk youth and homeless youth. And um, it was so beautiful to be able to research the different foundations, find the right foundation, which was also very, very hard to do, to find foundations that were really an integrity And I found myself even after making the donation, feeling like, gosh, that's not enough. Like, I want to be able to do more. I want to, I don't want it to just be money. I want it to be, I want it to be more. I want to be more um, integrated into this. And so, you know, I think that just hearing, you know, the intention or or what you're sharing around intention, and then also where I'm spending my money on a daily basis, um, kind of like calms my nervous system a little bit.
0: Yeah, but... Enough. I think each of us have, when we showed up for this go-around life, we came with a set of tools and we came with some special skills. And mine was to go to Canada and learn um, the ways of the West and come back home for my senior years to bring back like a wise woman, an elder, the enough, enough knowledge to share. Mm-hmm. Yours is different. You are, you are helping my work, you, you, you know, you're having that triple bottom line by, by sharing with other women to say, hey, there's unique place for us in the mushroom space. And here is another voice. Here's a voice all the way from Jamaica who's doing something. So you are contributing to that triple bottom line. You, you are going to improve the, the amount of people that will buy the wake product that is grown by the women. Yeah. And by doing that, you're having more of an impact on us bringing back more hillsides to life, bringing the birds back in Jamaica, improving the, the carbon footprint of, we use bamboo and lemongrass to grow our mushrooms. Mm. By harvesting the bamboo before they are five years old, we harvest them before they can release carbon back into the, into the atmosphere. And young bamboos capture carbon from the environment. Mm. So there are so many little ways that when you pick who you support and who you give your lifeblood to it has that butterfly effect. So now you are doing so much. We Mm -hmm. just do different things.
1: Yeah. And I think that's such an important reminder too. you know, I remember listening to a, I think it was a YouTube video and, um, the man was, was sharing how one of his, one of his employees wrote him this note saying, you know, um, I know you look up to all of these different people, but don't try and be like those people, like try and be like yourself, like you are here for a specific reason. And it's not to be like those people. Um, And so I think that it's just such a good reminder for everyone listening too, because I think it's very easy to get into the, I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough. um, When we look outside of ourselves and love
0: doesn't take effort yeah (laughs) doesn't like um I ascribe to the the belief that I should go like water Mm. I take the path of least resistance Mm. and you will find me and I will find you and in the rest is just to make sure we're sending out happy thoughts Mm. and that sometime can be enough to change the world
1: Yes, it's so beautiful, so beautiful. So I'm curious your experience with psilocybin. and um, <laughs> now that we're talking about being like water, <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious about the um the clinical immersion experiences that you do and also how empowering the women in Jamaica to learn how to microdose, like the impact that you've seen from that because personally, microdosing has been life-changing for me in so many ways. And I'm so grateful. And I just want to share with like everybody. And I think that there's also a lot of um, like a lot of trepidation for people who have looked at psychedelics as like, I mean, in the, in the marketing of, of the Western world from the sixties on. Right. And so I'm curious, just like the impact that you've seen and the
0: experiences you create. Well, we we have to step back and realize that most cultures like mine have a relationship already with some form of plant-based medicine. So all I had to do was to frame mushroom as a plant-based medicine. So the what's different about uh, native cultures or cultures like um, in Africa and Caribbean or in Native America is that most of these cultures have rites of passage. The Western first world culture doesn't have rites of passage. Mm-hmm. So it, everything seems more mystical, especially when you're talking psychedelic to, to the first world audience than it does to Uh, cultures like mine. So I was able to find language and words to describe to women what the, the mushroom does, whether it's microdose or not. But on a scientific level, WAKE is very committed to clinical trials. So as soon as we got together, because my work was on its way when I joined forces with the Wake CEO and we came together for Wake Jamaica. Um, as soon as we started working together, he started the Wake network started to do the paperwork to make sure we could do clinical trials to have that scientific approach. So mm-hmm. in the world of Wake, we have serious approach to scientists. And then you kind of have me, the mystical on the ground kind of uh, person. Microdose and macrodoses for Jamaicans in the, the way that you think about it is a very new, new thing for mm-hmm. them. But uh, taking plant medicine whether it's what we call ganja or cannabis, in tea form, soaking it in alcohol or kava or a number of other plants that have psychedelic-like um, effects on you. That was very easy to talk to the women about. Uh, most of my women haven't been microdosing because they have been more concerned about food and income and sending the kids to taking care of the kids. Uh, The women that I've had a lot of experience with around microdose and macrodose are upper middle class and wealthy Jamaicans.
1: Once the needs are met, then we get to move into the higher yes. levels. Yes. yes. Totally so, makes sense.
0: So at at uh, the level that my growers are at, they need to be concerned about um, if they don't have enough protein to go with the meal for the kids this evening, then the mushrooms get added to the meal. So <laughs> there's been some really novel ways of using culinary mushrooms and you know like i need to do a cooking show because yes (laughs) please (laughs) (laughs) my girls will do things with oyster mushrooms that you wouldn't think about they can you they can process oyster mushroom in a way that makes it replace raisins raisins and currants and fruits for making cakes are an imported thing, so it's very expensive, but they we figured out a way of boiling the oyster mushroom and chopping it up small and marinating it in rum and honey and mm. cinnamon and now there is a dessert Wow <laughs> <laughs> so, so but when it comes to uh the microdose. That is for the more wealthy, educated women, and yeah. we do have a, a a lot of that in our society because education is very, very, very important to Jamaica.
1: Mm-hmm. Does Jamaica have a large agricultural um, industry? Like, are, are there a lot of a lot of next,
0: food to, to-, <laughs> next to tourism? Agriculture is the next industry.
1: Wow. Wow. So when it comes to the mushrooms, before you really started this entire enterprise, was it
0: next to zero? No. When I started mushrooms in 2010, I had to explain to the government what I was talking about. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. And it's interesting because with the the interest in psilocybin and the fact that Jamaica stands in a in a gray zone around the legality of it. What we now have is 10 to 15 international companies that are all sending out um, press releases that they're cultivating or they're doing things in Jamaica. So Jamaica has been inundated by North Americans and others coming wanting to start their mushroom company here. Yeah. Why, where WAKE stands away apart from everybody is that WAKE and I have been working at it. We've put infrastructure into Jamaica. We have commitment to over a thousand women and youth farmers across the country. We're building micro- Uh, mushroom farmers training centers. We are working with the government to make sure extension officers are trained. We are also involved with uh, the the colleges to Mm -hmm. make sure that we're putting in courses to have the type of trained professionals. So there's a big difference between how Wake has approached working with mushrooms in Jamaica. It's been more holistic. And they've put their money where their mouth is to put down bricks and mortar and build, um, grow operations and processing facility.
1: Yeah. Based off of the response that you've seen of North American companies coming in, are you preparing for, or just like the industry overall, really preparing for this psychedelic renaissance where there, because I know that there's a lot of clinical trials happening right now and you're doing trials as well. Um, And I know other companies that are doing things around PTSD and ADHD and depression. And so are you, are, are you preparing for this like psych- psychedelics and mushrooms specifically or psilocybin specifically to have this like emergence in, in North America?
0: Well, Wake has already done um, immer- immersive sessions. Yeah. And uh, that is a big part of the business model. Uh, so yes, they, they, we grow all mushrooms. Yeah. All mushrooms, which makes us a little bit different from a lot of the other players on the, uh, uh, at the moment. So we have our culinary uh, section, which is very heavy into producing here in Jamaica and allowing the women farmers to do it. Then we have a GMP standard facility where our psilocybin will grow in a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are prepared and we are also growing medicinals. So lion's mane, uh, things to put in capsules and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. W- and wake has lion's mane, reishi, turkey tail, and your regular roster of, of medicinals. But yes, we are very, very big in, preparing for the demand in psilocybin, but we want uh, it to be grown in a GMP standard facility. Mm, That is a big part of working on what we're doing.
1: Yeah. So I'm so excited for the day where psilocybin is readily available. There is a part of me that feels like these big pharmaceutical companies are going to prevent that from happening in a way because at least from my own personal experience of how my mental, emotional, and spiritual health has shifted because of micro and macro dosing, it in a way kind of removes the need for um, antidepressants and and not necessarily, and that's kind of a blanket statement that I made, of course,
0: on case by case, but. It is for me too. Yeah. Um, I lost my mom a year or so ago uh, very soon after I had my first couple of uh, macrodoses um, and I started microdosing and I was able to navigate and, and deal with that and other challenges that I've had by really just working with the medicine that I grow. So I I, I agree with you that for some of us, it's we're never going to go back. But we can't stop the industry from the big pharma from coming in. There's a lot of mushroom companies that are in the labs looking at how to grow in synthetic versions of it. But I think the, the same way there's factory farm and then there's organic farms, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah. the two can coincide. There's going to be a portion of the market that wants organically grown psilocybin and medicinal mushrooms. That market will only get bigger as we educate each other uh, on um, the benefits of of keeping things natural. There will be just more people who want to have the the fruit. They want to have the mushrooms, but there's always going to be the demand for growing things in vats and, and playing around with molecules and, we just have to love them and send them light and love and all. <laughs> of that.
1: But we're
0: never gonna get rid of them. They're gonna they're just gonna be that's some people's path. Yeah. They, they're gonna make psilocybin the same way they synthetically, the same way they made cocaine synthetically or heroin yeah. synthetically. There's always gonna be that demand. But mm. we can have the intention to to, you know, share the power of the 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 real medicine,
1: yeah, can you share a little bit about the power of that medicine for somebody who maybe is a little bit intimidated? I know that I have a friend that um she has she's actually she's in um, psychology and she's worked she's done psilocybin clinical trials not she hasn't participated in them. she's um, been <sighs> on the research end of it um but when I ask her about microdosing, she's like, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to see things. I, I'm very sensitive.
0: And so. Well, first thing is a microdose. So you're not going to see anything. Yeah. If you see anything, you did microdose. a microdose. A microdose is a very, very tiny amount of active psilocybin, maybe, um, you know, less than half a gram, quarter gram kind of thing. It's a very small amount.
1: Yeah. And
0: the effect that it has on you is not in a psychedelic way. It just tends to lift your energy and your mood. So if you're you get like me, where you know dark days, you have days where things are just you can't pull it pull yourself together. A microdose Without having any identifiable effect where you can go Oh, that's because i, I you know I'm seeing things or lights and that you won't happen with a microdose. You may do that with a mini dose, yeah, but microdose should have no effect that you can actually say, you know when I move my hands'm seeing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's your macro dose. Um, <laughs> I was I was like your friend. I did an extraordinary amount of research, and I was also sixty two at the time. I had a girl, a younger girlfriend, who was very involved in yoga and those kind of things, and she wanted to to try uh, mushrooms. And since in Jamaica I was known and still is as a mushroom lady. Everybody came to me to ask, do you know anything about uh, magic mushrooms? Do you grow them? At that time, I wasn't growing them. So I went into doing the research for it. And so I learned, I also read Michael Pollan's book.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And. I did a lot of of watching videos and in some of the videos, I shouldn't have watched them on YouTube because they, <laughs> they were more scary. But when I read Michael's book, it was it gave me a lot of really good grounding to say, OK, this is how it's supposed to be. This is what is likely to happen. And then I did it. And um, it, it took about two months of prep to do it. I would recommend to your friend that for her first time that she's going to do it, make sure her intentions are right, that she has the right setting and she has the right support. And I think mushrooms is one of those responsible industry that keeps stressing that, that you really shouldn't just take the mushrooms willy nilly, especially if it's your first time. If you're an experienced consumer, then you can go ahead and make sure that you're safe and and you're in the right place. But for your first time, you should never do it by yourself. Yeah. Because there is there can be a moment while you're in the waiting room where. You know, you can kind of have second thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's
1: two two doors you can go down. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: two doors. There's, yeah. no turning, there's no turning back. You can't yeah. turn around. You can't leave. You're on the strip now. There's hand tight. Um, and this is for anyway. macro dose for everyone to be clear. <laughs> yeah. A micro, a micro dose really doesn't really feel It's like you took your vitamin in the morning. It yeah. should happen. The same effect. Like if your iron is low and you took an iron tablet, you don't feel anything right away. But as the day goes by, you feel you have a little bit more pep. You're less sleepy, and that for me is what microdose does. When you combine the micro and the macrodose in your re- regime, um, for me it gives me space. Mm. It there is. Uh, emotional, psychological, intellectual space that I was always missing before mushrooms. That I react. That um, mm. I, I I fill that space with with words, even if I don't know what I want to say. Or what mushroom actually gave me was that it was okay to just always like take a deep breath. And, notice the difference between you and the conditions. So the stuff happening around you is is just a condition. It's just what's happening today. Yeah. Remember that's separate from who you are. And it was mushrooms that really drove that home for me. And when I talk to friends who have done, you know, about their first trip with mushrooms, I think everybody, that's like a shared experience where Mm -hmm. your first trip unites you with the rest of the universe. It strips you of the ego, the melting of the ego. I have friends who got on their trip and and saw themselves as colors Mm -hmm. and their color meld into the rest of the colors. Mm -hmm. I've got friends who saw themselves as drops of water and then those drops of water fell into a bigger pond of water and they became part of the bigger water, but they were still aware of themselves and our mm-hmm. bubbles or whatever. So there is that, that experience where you do your trip and you come back and you're not so, your ego is not so dominant. Yeah. You, there's a settling into yourself. Said so, you know, it's all right. It's it's, it's going to be all right. And no matter how bad the conditions get, conditions change. But I am eternal and I'm part of everything else. And that understanding, you come back from a mushroom trip with a knowing. It, it It's you know. You know you're going to be okay. You know you don't have to be depressed. You know that you don't have to want to kill yourself or anything mm. like that you know yeah. pre mushroom i had those thoughts so pre mushroom i i was worried about how i looked and how people interpreted me and yeah i let go of the ego and came back from mushroom and said hey it's all right some days will be great and some days will be a little slower but okay yeah doesn't matter if i get it done
1: yeah it really is such a a, a quick way to really learn a lot, a lot, a lot about the human experience.
0: (sighs) That is the thing. It's a quick way. And you really don't want to, um, we don't want to tell everybody that that's going to be it for everybody's experience. But most of my friends, that's exactly what happened. It was just like, we've been going to therapy for 25 years, like Woody Allen, you go into therapy and you talk and you talk and you, you delve into your childhood and all of that stuff. And, and then you go, you take one mushroom trip and it's kind of like, whatever. yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't really hurt me. He hurt my body and he was really sad. How sad it must be for you to want to do that. And it just repositioned and reframed mm. everything in my, my belief system. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what's interesting is that because I remember my cousin the first time he did psilocybin, he um told me that he felt like a puzzle piece being placed in the like fabric of existence or the drop in the water, um, you know, or colors melding with all the colors. And as you were sharing that, I was like, that really is like the, the recognition of the mycelium network that we all are, you know, the underground network, but then also like us as human beings being a part of this massive network. I just think that it's so beautiful for those that are ready to like say yes to that experience. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, just like, cause I meditate and I do breath work every single day. When I bring all these practices together, it's just like this instant connection to God mm-hmm. and like the God inside of me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't recommend it enough, but yes, creating the right, um, the right circumstances is also very, very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it's, uh, it, it's that you, you want to think that if we could get really mean people to do a little mushroom, like while i was watching the your election that just went <laughs> can everyone just just yeah. take some mushrooms I, before <laughs> i wanted i wanted to, to say it's like what what can we just give everybody some mushrooms and then they would see that there's no Black or white or you know republican Democrats, it's just like energies, and we're people and and i i I came to a good understanding of how magical the hippies period must have been,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you imagine, like, all those people at Woodstock and how many of them were just, like, in sync because, like, it was peace and love and, you know, we're we're coming back to that. I think we've all just, we've OD'd on all of the hard things in life and especially after COVID. It's just like, hey, guy, if you're still here after COVID, it's like, be nice.
1: Yeah, 100%. I was just out at a, it was like an outdoor little music festival um, thing in San Diego. And, you know, everyone had their their like socially distanced blankets. But then there were people dancing like in front of the speakers. And it was just so... Like you could just tell that there was so much love there because mm-hmm. we had been so malnourished from human mm-hmm. connection and music and dance and like all of the things that make us feel alive and connected. Um, and I just feel like I, I, I'm hopeful that it, the that like hippie, hippie spirit is gonna be coming back more. Um, because I think how you said it is like just ODing on on like the aggression and and all of the all of the intense darkness Mm -hmm. that has been kind of taking over for years and
0: years. Yes. It's it's just like we're, we're beyond that now. I think, I think this time though, we'll be a little bit better dressed than the hippies. Yes, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I think, I think that, you know, like we, we, we have words in our vocabulary now, like branding. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know,
0: yes, <laughs> yeah. the new emergence of uh the psychedelic culture is now all wrapped in 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 the finance and clinical trials and all of it but at the core of it it's just the 2021 version of
1: the (laughs) seventies. Yeah. Terry, it has been so much fun talking with you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You know, you have through WAKE so many different ways for individuals to support you. Um, You know, I know that you have a whole line of medicinal mushroom supplements. So I'd love for you to just share maybe your recommendation of where people start and where people can find you as well.
0: Ah, thank you so much. It has been I love being a part of the mycelium network. I think think also we should start something that will, for women, just so that we can all just know there's a safe, friendly place. We can connect Mm. like this all the time. There is a demand. So we challenge the universe to put it together. Yes. Uh, At Wake, we have... um, several different products and you can find us at wake.net and we have an amazing team that will get the information out to you right away. You can always call Liam, contact me at tsmith at wake.net and I am always open to give advice or suggest what you should do or even some will give you some answers around t- having a macro dose or a hero's dose or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. open for the conversation. So it was nice to have met you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Alchemized Life. I had so much fun during this conversation, and if you did too, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you know this, but every single review helps to get these episodes out to even more people. And... If you are in alignment with me wanting to change the world and make a massive impact through spirituality, wellness, mindfulness, and all of the yummy things that we talk about on The Alchemized Life, your review helps. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.